0: From the Department of Surgery at the University of Wisconsin, welcome to The Surgery Set. I'm Jonathan Kohler, an assistant professor in pediatric surgery here in Madison, home of the Badgers. This is a podcast all about surgery and the individuals who are at the cutting edge of it, and we're glad you're here. Our guest today on The Surgery Set is Dr. Brett Michelotti. He's an assistant professor of plastic surgery right here at University of Wisconsin-Madison. He got his MD from the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine and then did a hand fellowship at the University of Michigan Medical Center, uh, specializing in hand and microvascular surgery. And then he uh, came here and uh, here has specialized in a wide range of reconstructive surgical procedures, including microvascular, hand and upper extremity trauma, congenital and acquired disorders, maxillofacial trauma, and breast reconstruction. His main research interests are centered around healthcare resource utilization, methods to limit overprescribing of opioid pain medicines, and outcomes following hand and plastic surgery. And as you'll hear, he is developing our super microvascular plastic surgery clinic for managing lymphedema. With that, we welcome Dr. Brett McLottie to the surgery set. All right, Dr. McLottie, welcome to the surgery set.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: You just gave a great grand rounds here on lymphedema surgery. Um, but before we get into the details of all of that, just tell us a little bit about, you know, how, how you ended up here in Madison.
1: So I was actually born in Philadelphia, but we moved early on to State College, Pennsylvania. So I'm a lifelong Penn State fan. Did my uh, medical school training at the University of Pittsburgh back to Penn State for plastic surgery, Michigan for hand surgery, and also microsurgery. And uh, now I'm here. I've been here for about a year, and I have really enjoyed it.
0: That's awesome. You were telling me earlier you have four kids that you've brought with you.
1: We do. We have four kids. We have three girls, and our youngest is two now, our son. So they've really enjoyed it as well. Madison is a very family-friendly place. Yeah, my son just turned 15
0: months, and I cannot imagine raising him anywhere else or, honestly, having three more of them. <laughs> it's crazy. So trained in, in plastics and in hand and microsurgery, and now this program in lymphedema that you're building. Can you tell us a little bit more about what lymphedema, sort of how it manifests, and and the the degree of the problem.
1: We're really excited about uh, developing this program here. I think that we have the opportunity to serve a number of patients in and around the region with lymphedema, in particular, both oncologic and non-oncologic secondary lymphedema, which means that it's developed after cancer surgery and or lymph node surgery. Lymphedema is swelling of the limb. Also then later on, deposits of fat become predominant. And when the lymphatics are disrupted, unfortunately with multiple insults or problems to that same arm or leg, the process continues. And we're really excited because in the last 10 years or so, uh, technology has changed in such a way that allows us to do surgery to slow the progression or perhaps reverse the process that's occurring with lymphedema and swelling of the limb.
0: So this classically would be like a breast cancer patient has a mastectomy that disrupts the lymph drainage from the limb and then has a bunch of blood pressures taken on that arm, has IVs in that arm. These are the reasons we try to avoid doing that. And then the swelling just gets worse and worse.
1: That's right. We th- we think that uh, this is from multiple insults over time. And so you describe a common clinical scenario in which a breast cancer patient has removal of breast tissue, either part or the entire breast Followed by a sampling of lymph nodes or removal of all the lymph nodes from the armpit area, uh, and then subsequently over time develops swelling in the limb, the direct result of injuring those lymphatics or lymph vessels. And we know that the disease will either stay the same or progress over time without close follow up by therapists with compression garment therapy. And then, interestingly, surgery could perhaps benefit these patients you
0: talk about some crazy surgeries honestly i mean it's like some of them uh, that you talk about you talk about the, the historical ways that we have dealt with this you know there's doing liposuction to remove the fat then requires you to have to wear a compression garment forever more but but might help with the swelling all the way to like just removing all the tissue that isn't all the way down to fascia and muscle and the limb and these sort of incredibly morbid looking things and, and now you're talking about doing something very different from that
1: Right. Traditionally, um, before the success of what we call physiologic surgeries or attempting to restore normalcy to the limb, uh, we did perform and continue to perform removal of tissue either by suctioning or direct removal uh, or excision of the tissue. While that's still performed today, What is more commonly done at higher volume centers is when these patients are identified early on and are seeming to progress in their lymphedema, we intervene with surgical techniques that take advantage of a microscope and can connect very small lymph vessels to veins and or transfer lymph nodes into the area to promote healing and regeneration of that lymph system.
0: So I did my medical school and my fellowship at the University of Chicago and um, David Chang, who you mentioned in your talk, was sort of talked about um, in whispered, exalted tones as this sort of god um, who could do these technically amazing surgeries, which is actually the same surgeries you're you're planning on starting to do here, which are these super micro surgeries. You show some videos in your talk that are crazy, but can you just sort of talk us through like what you're doing in these, these procedures?
1: Absolutely. Uh, David Chang is an incredible person. He's a fantastic mentor and leader in the field. He spent a lot of time at the MD Anderson Cancer Center where he pioneered some of these techniques and he, he brought that technical expertise with him to the University of Chicago. I was lucky enough to spend time with him and I'm forever grateful for that. We do have the capability of performing those surgeries here. We are acquiring a microscope that has the clarity to see vessels that are smaller than one millimeter in size and we use advanced technologies to put these vessels together and show that there is flow of the lymph fluid into the venous system into the veins and so yes he is an excellent surgeon and these surgeries are performed at the university of chicago but we will be performing those same surgeries here at the university of wisconsin
0: so you obviously have an amazing magnification a beautiful view of these tiny little vessels right a tiny lymphatic that you're connecting to a tiny vein under millimeter sizes I, I just how do you do it right like I make small anastomosis I guess but like I feel as though under these microscopes my hand would be like flying okay. around
1: yeah no I'm certain I'm certain that it'll take some training in the uh, in the laboratory but the one millimeter vessel is something that we deal with on a regular basis as plastic surgeons who are trained in microsurgery, and so to go a bit smaller than that is certainly possible. And I think the important thing is that we have the image clarity and the resolution to see what we're doing. These we're talking about suture that you can't see without a microscope, stitches that you can't see. So it's and like nine o, ten o. It's yeah. more like eleven o, twelve o. Oh yeah. Wow.
0: I just want to talk a little bit more about the, the technical...
1: Yeah.
0: It, it just blows my mind, right? Like you have this a, 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 a tiny needle, obviously, right? You're working under 40X magnification. The suture itself is invisible to the normal human eye. And yet when you see it on the screen, I mean, it, it looks as though every move is controlled. It, are you using like stabilization or are you just not having coffee before you do the cases like how do you do that it certainly
1: helps but like i said i mean we with the optics that we have available we we do microsurgery of one millimeter vessels currently i mean these are certainly smaller than that yeah. um, but, but just it, freehand it, it, it's just freehand wow. i mean we're relaxing our shoulders our elbows our hands we're platforming and we've gone through microsurgery training at various levels and so yeah, it's 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 freehand. It's small. There's the tremor is 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 magnified, um, but it's definitely technically possible.
0: That's amazing. That sort of thing. That sort of super specialized. I mean, you call it. It's actually called super microsurgery, right? That's right. Um, I mean, it just to sort of wax poetic, right? Like it's this. It's the equivalent of you know, like concert level musicianship. It's one of the things that I just think is really cool about surgery because it shows you that it's. It's not just a profession that you learn to do, but it's actually like a physical feat that is pretty remarkable that you can actually train the human body to put multiple stitches in something that's half a millimeter across.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've come a long way. And and the reason why some of these surgeries failed initially is because we didn't understand the flow from veins into lymphatics and vice versa. And so now we know that if the flow prefers to go from the lymph vessel to the vein, then the surgery is successful as long as that connection stays open. And so it's taken years and years. You saw today, you know, our presentation goes back 100 years, you know, dealing with surgical management of lymphedema. But I think we're really starting to figure it out. We're not there yet in terms of the science, but we know that these patients have at least, on average, a 50% reduction in their limb volume. And almost all of them have improved quality of life.
0: Fantastic. It's just so exciting to see these innovations, you know, coming here to Madison where, you know, it used to be you would sort of hear about the one guy who could do it and to watch the propagation of that knowledge to to our place and, and across the country as these techniques become refined and presumably our grandkids will look at operating on 0.3 millimeter vessels as like butchery and <laughs> What? why aren't we doing it at the atomic level? But I mean, like, it's just crazy to watch the progress of surgery over this century from literally taking off everything over the muscle to connecting these tiny vessels to achieve a better effect.
1: Right. I mean, that's so true. And we're we're very privileged to be able to care for patients here at the University of Wisconsin, the Madison area, uh, and regions of, of, of the surrounding areas. And I really want to emphasize how important it is to get these patients plugged into a multidisciplinary clinic early on to monitor progression of disease, because when we intervene early with these physiologic procedures, that seems to be the most effective long-term.
0: And that's a key point that you made too, right? That this this has to be a process that you catch kind of early in the stage. So maybe with a little bit of lymphedema, right, people try compression garments, but if it keeps getting worse the time to get it fixed is not when it has been getting worse for years right
1: that's right i mean there are effective surgeries in the later stages um but probably not as effective and unlikely to cure uh meaning that the patient may be able to stop compression garment therapy and so when it's in the early stages when the limb is only slightly larger than the unaffected limb that's when we want to intervene from a surgical standpoint to improve quality of life, to decrease the time needed to compress throughout the day, and perhaps even get rid of that compression sleeve altogether.
0: And you're the guy to call um, for people who want to have that done here. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, we're really excited. We're in the process of developing the multidisciplinary clinic where we'll ha- we'll have all providers on site, sort of one stop shopping with nutrition, with physical medicine, rehabilitation, occupational therapy. Um, uh, we're not quite there yet. We're working on the the clinic space, but I'd be happy to see anybody in consultation who wants to talk about the options. Not everybody is a great candidate, but certainly I'm the go-to person for surgical consultation in lymphedema.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Um, it's really great to hear your talk and to meet you after your first 13 months here. And we're really excited to see uh, where your program goes from here.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to, to speak with me and to discuss... Uh, something as important as lymphedema and how excited we are to, to begin to care for these patients surgically here at the University of Wisconsin.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed the surgery set or have suggestions on how we can make our program better, please provide us with your feedback. You can rate our podcast and leave your comments in iTunes, Podbean, or Stitcher, or you can send us an email at podcast at Edu. Tune in next time when I sit down with Dr. Melissa Hoag. She's Assistant Professor of Surgery in the Division of GI Surgical Oncology at the University of Pittsburgh, where she specializes in GI oncology and practices state-of-the-art robotic technology and teaches others how to do it, too. We talk with her about the importance of changing the way we train and assess surgeons after she gave Grand Rounds here in Madison. The Surgery Set is a production of the Department of Surgery at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. This episode was produced by Chelsea Johnson and me, Jonathan Kohler. It was recorded by Chris Hansen and edited by Annie Erickson. Our theme song is On Wisconsin, arranged and produced by Jamie Schmidt. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at J.E. Kohler, and the department is at Wisk Surgery. And if you happen to work at a hospital in Wisconsin, we encourage you to check out a new project from us here at UW-Madison, the Wisconsin Surgical Collaborative. Find out more at scwisconsin.org. I encourage you to visit us at surgery.wisk.edu, where you can find links to Grand Rounds, free CME credits, and more. You can also check out the UW School of Medicine and Public Health video library for a wide range of medical education resources at videos.med.wisc.edu. Please feel free to let us know how we're doing, and don't hesitate to let us know of any topics you'd like us to cover. Thanks, and we hope you check back soon.